Hello, Joe Mattel here, and welcome to the Disruptive Leaders podcast. So this is episode two. Um, episode one uh, was talking about my story and how I became a leader of people, a leader of change, uh, a coach for change. And there were a couple of questions that came out from my story. So I thought I'd spend a little bit of time on this episode talking about change and disruption in in organizations. Because here's the thing, we've been through such a significant change in our world. We are still going through such a tumult in terms of changing both personal and professional lives. And And so a lot of leaders out there may be thinking, holy shit, what am I going to do? A lot of leaders out there may be thinking, my gosh, you know, the the team has changed, um, the business model has changed. Um, So wherever you are right now, it may be that you've gone through and felt those changes. You know, it could have been that you've had to lay off people, which is never a nice thing to do and impacts um, on you emotionally and also impacts on the livelihoods of others. It, It could be that... You've been working 15 hours a day when this thing kicked off um, and just trying to figure out how you get laptops to people, how you get phones to people, figuring out how you build the tech, figuring out how you um, how you do virtual meetings, training maybe some people on um, on the tech if they are not that tech savvy. Um, It might have been that cash is a massive problem at the moment. It might have been that your revenues have started to dip um, because of the impact of C19 which has meant that you're you're all of a sudden the plans that you had in place at the start of the year and the forecast that you had all of a sudden it may mean that those have switched and your focus now needs to change more for uh, towards cash um, it could be that you um, have had to completely change your your business model. Maybe you've had to move your business completely online. Maybe you've had to restructure your teams um, to make sure that they can still achieve the objectives, um, but within the realms of um, the current state of play. Um, it could be that you do need to change your business model. It could be that you're now looking at what you've got Um, You're now looking at how the hell are you going to achieve the objectives? How the hell are you still going to achieve your targets when um, maybe people are are, are on furlough? It it may be that, you know, you've, you've lost some of your team. It may be that, you know, all of a sudden the world has changed and the business is asking different things of you. So wherever you are right now, um, as a lead, uh, it... It probably feels a little bit uncomfortable, right? Because um, it's new and it's ambiguous and it's uncertain and unpredictable. And um, I know, I know that you know when when we're leading teams, um, it's often uncertain and unpredictable. But but this is a, a different game, and so the world has changed. The world um, is new. The world has been significantly disrupted and because we work in such an interconnected world because we work with people in different parts of the world and different teams across different functions and everybody is impacted in a different way it may be that we now need to come up with a new way of looking at how we manage our teams a new way of bringing our objectives to light because whatever we do next is super important Whatever we do next with the decisions that we make will impact on our teams, on the, on the people, but it will also impact on our business and the profitability of our business. And I often think that, 
you know, sometimes um, when when you're hit with a curveball, I often see many leaders who react. I often see many leaders who um, are unable to manage their state, which means that they can make snap decisions. They can um, come up with paths and strategies that may not be in the best interest of the business long term. It may feel like it's in the interest in the short term, but what can happen when we're here with curveballs is that um, we get a lot of data and a lot of change really, really fast. And sometimes we do need to make those snap decisions. But but what I've found is that to make informed decisions that are in the best interest across a wide range of variables, we tend to need to start with ourselves. Now, why do we need to start with ourselves? Well, here's the thing. Most people just dive straight in, into developing the next strategy, into uh, defining the next business model, trying to figure it out, trying to get ahead of the game without stopping, pausing, and taking stock. Most people will just rush in and base decisions on where they were at right now, where, where they're at um, based on what's gone on in the past, without understanding that actually what they've just been through is a massive amount of tumult, is unprecedented, and therefore, are they really going to be making the most clear and rational decisions about where to go in the future? It may be that we need to take stock and think, right, okay, this is this has just had a significant impact on the business. Is it right to just continue along the lines with the same thoughts, the same targets, or do we need to make a decision? Yeah, we've just been through a massive um, shift. It might have been, you know, like I say, you know, financial pressure, financial stress, um, trying to figure out um, and balancing those costs. It might have been, you know, you're trying to balance um, people's emotions. Um, you might be under a significant amount of time stress. So, you know, people coming into the organization, if you've had new people starting in your team, might be like, oh my God, is this what business is really like? Holy shit. Um it might be that you're putting plans in place to get people back into work and people are like, no, 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 I've just been working from home. This working from home looks really cool. I don't want to come back to work. I like this virtual work and we've just proven that it works. Why do I want to get back on a train? Why do I want to get back on a bus right now? So it might be that you're trying to um, kickstart and uh, create um, the path for the future while people are still... Um, are still thinking about themselves. So as leaders, we need to take stock. And um, whether it's the financial, whether it's the people um, part of it, we need to think about how we're going to transition into a new phase um, of working. We need to try and figure out how we do this to get from where we are now to where we want to be. Because here's the thing, a lot of businesses are going to um, capitalize um, on this. A lot of businesses who stop and pause and reflect and then twist and think about where they're going are going to be able to come out of the blocks much faster than those organizations that are maybe just sticking to the same game plan and then just trying to get back to um to status quo, just trying to just trying to get back to, to the norm. You know, it might be that you need to do something different now, which will make the difference between success and failure, that you need to twist, that you need to get ahead of the competition, that you need to be the, the leader um, of your organization, of, of, of your gaggle that capitalizes on this, whether it's, you know, it might be new tech, it might be new processes, it might be new systems. We need to stop and pause and think about 
what this is teaching us, what we can now do to stop and think about where we're going to go so that we can make the next decision. Because it's going to be new and it's going to be scary. You know, a lot of us have been, have been winging it. I've been making it up as we've been going along because, hey, there is no rule book for this, right? Yeah, and none, none of us had a, a contingency plan in place for this. As good as our BCPs were, none of us had a contingency plan in place. So now is the time to start looking at what are the solutions? What are the new ways of working? So that when we pause and try and think clearly, now is the time to get you and your head and and, and your peers' heads, the, the management heads in a different phase. Now is the time to start to look and think, right, if our competition is going to look to capitalize on this, how can we capitalize on this? It might be that you're, um, you know, you need to look at the people. You need to look at the people structures. You need to look at your team structures. It might be um, you need to shift things about to make sure that it's optimal for where you're at right now. It might be that you need to think about um, what innovation, what new technology you are needing to introduce. It might be that you need to think about how you get that clarity, speak with other people in the industry. It might be that you, you know, you need to speak to your boss. It might be you need to speak to your team. But understanding and stopping and thinking, okay, where have we been and therefore where we want to go is incredibly important because, you know, I've, for the last 20 years, I've been changing and disrupting organizations, implementing systems, implementing processes, all in the procurement space, all focusing on on reducing costs to drive higher profits, higher revenues. Um, I've been building teams. I've been trying to inspire them, getting them all aligned, understanding what part they play, how they contribute, how they make a difference. All the time changing and shifting the needs of the, the team to align with the, the teams of the business. All the time all, um, implementing new technology to drive change at speed. Because when you're able to innovate at speed, when you're able to, you know, maybe automate your production and maybe to consolidate your documents and your data and maybe to implement spend management systems, you start to drive the efficiencies, you start to manage your spend and you start to see changes across, you know, four key areas. You know, you, know, you, you might have the very best people. Yeah, you might have the most brilliant structure previously um, to drive your organization forward. But without the right processes, without the right performance of those people, then it can be all for nothing. You know, you might have really good performance of some of your guys, but if you don't, if you don't continue to drive that performance forward, if you don't have the processes to underpin that performance, to make sure that that performance is sustained then you may not achieve what you want to achieve. You know, if you haven't got the right platforms um, on top of the processes, then you can have the best team in the world. You can have the best skills in the world, but if you don't underpin that with, the, you know, the right processes for where that you're at right now and where you want to be, then it can mean that you don't get the best out of the, the organizational resources and the skills that you have in your business. And it could be all for nothing. So by, by focusing on how you can disrupt across a number of different areas, by focusing on the people and the people side of change, by and, and inspiring and innovating your guys to a new way of working, by focusing on you know the tech and on innovating and, and, and making sure that you coach your guys to, to build new processes and you introduce the new platforms, all of these elements are interlinked. And it might be that you need to look at one, we might be need to look at two, might be you need to totally review all three of, of the key areas in your business so that you can come out of the blocks a lot quicker.
you can get ahead of the game. So you're you're looking at how you optimize each of these areas. Because when you don't optimize your tech and your, your platforms, you can be left behind. <laughs> um, your competitors may be looking right now at implementing new systems based on new virtual ways of working, um, looking at how they can lower costs and increase the efficiencies. They might be looking at how they can increase the performance of their, their teams, looking at new skills, looking at how to upskill based on this new world that we are living in. Um, it might be that um, based on C19 and, and the changes over the last couple of months um, you've realized that your processes ain't up to speed that you haven't got that that underpinning in your business that means that you can just twist on a on a sixpence so for businesses to survive and thrive um, not only in the next couple of weeks the next couple of months but but over the next couple of years um, businesses need to disrupt themselves they need to use their best disruptive assets their people to start to look at these areas, understand, um, you know, where where are you at now, where you want to be, and then and then build from there. You know, smart, savvy organisations will be looking at um, investing in um, new technology, investing in um, uh, new ways of working. Smart organisations are going to be looking at how they can use this to improve what they have, so that they come out stronger so that they can come out and disrupt themselves and get ahead um, to make sure that they are um, robust, to make sure that they're going to survive um, in the coming weeks and months. And there's a, there's a number of key elements that, that businesses today need to be aware of so that they can be thinking about um, how to get back, but also with one eye on the future and, and what it's going to mean for them. So this has been a, a podcast about change and about disruption. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, tune in for, uh, for, for the next podcast. But un until then, thanks for listening. Stay well. Keep awesome.